You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today I'm talking about reducing anxiety with vagus nerve stimulation. I know this sounds a bit off topic for me but if you've ever struggled with anxiety or other health, mental health concerns you know that it's really debilitating and this is a great tool if you're someone that's living with anxiety or if, if you have clients who have anxiety Vagus nerve stimulation can help you improve these conditions. And I'm going to talk about six ways you can do this simply and effectively at home. We're going to cover what is the vagus nerve, various applications and research behind vagus nerve stimulation that really back up the efficacy of that method, and then six ways that you can do it yourself. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I talk about anxiety and sleep from time to time because I'm dealing with those things myself and I have for a long time. And one thing I've realised lately is that I regularly have a racing heart or racing thoughts or body tension and or gut issues. And a common thread for all of those things is the vagus nerve. And as I'm exploring vagus nerve stimulation as a treatment for myself, I want to share the idea with you so that you can understand what it is and how it works and try it for yourself to gain a sense of physical and mental calmness. So let's start with what actually is the vagus nerve and how does it work? Well, it's the longest nerve in your body and it's one of the main parts of your parasympathetic nervous system. So that's the rest and digest system as opposed to the fight or flight system. It's interesting that the word vagus means wandering. So this nerve, as you could imagine, it wanders from your brainstem through your throat, heart, lungs and digestive tract before making its way into your abdomen. So it touches a lot of organs in your upper body, pretty much. It plays a really key role in regulating your metabolism and your neuroendocrine and immune functions. And it does this because it monitors information from your major internal organs and, and receives that information and passes up to the brain and vice versa. So in other words, the vagus nerve maintains homeostasis or a stable environment through this sending and receiving of information between the, the brain and the organs. So if there's danger about, your vagus nerve will respond with a racing heart and if you're relaxing with some good music, the vagus nerve will regulate your breathing and slow things down. It contains sensory fibres and motor fibres. So it deals with both sensation and movement. And these are some clues as to stimulating it too, which we'll talk about later. Interestingly, the vagus nerve is a key connection in the gut-brain superhighway. And that explains why diet plays such an important role in mental health and immune response. The vagus nerve is also influential in inflammation um, because it can activate your immune system in response to stress. Interestingly enough, 20% of vagus nerve fibres are efferent and that means that they send information from the brain to the extremities or to the body and the, the organs. Uh, that, that's a general definition of efferent, whereas 80% of vagus nerve fibres are afferent, which meaning, means they're sending information from the body to the brain. So most of the information is going from the body to the brain and 20% of it's going the other way. 
Hopefully what you can see now is that the vagus nerve is a big part of our mind-body connection. It can drive calmness and balance from the brain down through thoughts to cause bodily relaxation or from the body up to create psychological ease. If you've done the PQ training that, was, that comes up every few months, you would have had some experience with this, with the rubbing of fingertips and those sorts of things as physical things that you can do to send a sense of psycho, psychological ease back to the brain. So it's those vagus nerve sensory and motor functions, afferent and efferent actions and mind-body links that mean the vagus nerve and its stimulation can be a really powerful tool in reducing anxiety. There's a neuroscientist who developed the polyvagal theory, which covers this exact thing. He says that sensory, emotional and motor pathways can be managed um, to, with, with the help of the vagus nerve to create calmness. And that's where vagus nerve stimulation comes in, which for simplicity's sake, we'll call it VNS. There's a lot of work that's been done on VNS. And it's, for example, an approved therapy for epilepsy. One study showing that 40% of patients had a 50% reduction in seizures through using VNS. It's also shown promising results for several chronic inflammatory disorders, including sepsis, lung injury, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, and pain control in fibromyalgia and migraines. It has potential for wider applications, including inflammatory bowel disorders like Crohn's disease, as well as Alzheimer's disease and cardiovascular disease. It's also been shown to be effective as a supplemental treatment for some people with treatment resist resistant depression. So that's not everybody with depression, uh, treatment resistant depression, but some people it's very complex. So not everybody responds in the same way to VNS. There's also evidence that it's efficacious for treating obsessive compulsive disorder, PTSD and panic disorder and anxiety disorders. There's been several challenges in the study of the VNS um, processes and their effect on different diseases. Just the usual things like, did we have enough people in the study? Was there too much variability in the study participants? participants, were the tests too invasive, what other factors were interacting, those sorts of things. But you can see that based on what I've described, VNS can be a powerful tool and treatment for a lot of different health concerns that relate to the nervous system or major organs or both. So with the science out of the way, let's talk about application of it. It won't work for everybody, but it's pretty much harmless and it might help you to feel calmer, more peaceful and to lower inflammation in your body. And that's the methods I'm talking about. I'm just going to put a general disclaimer out there and say, if you hold your breath and pass out, uh, that means that you've done it wrong and I take no liability for that. But I'm going to talk to you about some simple ways to use VNS for yourself. And they're just methods that really stimulate the organs and muscles that are innervated by the vagus nerve, which means the lungs, heart, vocal cords, gut, and so on. So the, the, the vagus nerve touches those major organs. And when you create stimulation in those pathways, the signals can be sent back to the brain and let it know, it's okay, you can calm down. <laughs> 
So method number one, VNS, take long, deep breaths. The important thing is that you're breathing through the nose and that your exhalation is twice as long as the inhalation. I like the four, seven, eight breathing pattern. That's a good example where you exhale for eight counts. So firstly, sorry, inhale for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight. That's one example. And if you did that through your nose five to 10 times, it can slow your heart rate down and send messages back to your brain that, hey, you can calm down now. A second way of getting the, the vagus nerve stimulated to help you calm down is to put cold water on your face. It's great for regulating a racing heart and reducing pain receptor sensitivity. So yes, you can get in a whole ice bath and Wim Hof it if you like, but if you're not really into that, you can put cold water on your face, splash your face a few times, and that will have a similar effect. The next one, or the next couple actually, are about using your vocal cords, knowing that the vagus nerve goes through your throat. So the next one I'll talk about is singing loudly. So it has to be fairly loud to activate the nerve or humming or laughing. Any of those will stimulate the vagus nerve enough that it can create calmness and well-being. The next one is coughing or gargling. Similarly, both of those activities can stimulate the vocal cords like singing and humming and laughing do. The next one is kind of interesting and I like it a lot. It's dancing. This affects neural pathways that are linked to posture and balance. And once again, that can communicate the sense of calmness and well-being back to the brain. And finally, the one that ones that you know, I've lumped them together actually, but two that you probably know quite well, are yoga and or meditation. And when you're doing yoga, you're ultimately doing a moving meditation and breath work anyway. And that physical positioning and breath work, uh, nose breathing, calmness, is triggered partly due to vagal nerve stimulation, vagus nerve stimulation, I should say. So that's those six ways. And it would also be reasonable to suggest that exercise, not too intense, but exercise and healthy food would stimulate the vagus nerve through both motor and sensory pathways. So there are a couple of ways that you can use any of these techniques to help you calm your nervous system and potentially reduce anxiety. Obviously, you need to do them regularly. So I would suggest pick one or two of those activities that you like doing and aim to start doing them a few times a week so you're habituating the calming response in your body. So you're doing that proactively rather than waiting for something terrible to happen or the panic attack to come and then going, I'll do my deep breathing now. That's important. But I'm suggesting you build the bank of calmness in your body by having two to three times a week one of those sorts of habits or more if you like. You'll have to figure out where you can fit it into your schedule. I think the second thing is that with that proactive practice in place, that's really great and you're less likely to be anxious. But it's important that you also learn to recognize stress in your body, what that feels like. Like I mentioned earlier, I feel a racing heart on my thoughts are busy, and then I know that I should be doing something about that instead of allowing that rumination or that, that heart racing to continue. 
So in the moment, it's about being aware that those things are happening and then using one of those activities to calm down rather than just letting it occur. So for example, I check in with myself at the end of the day and if I notice my heart's racing, then I might use some deep breathing for a few minutes to calm down. Or if I notice that I feel anxious about something, my go-to is where's a square of dark chocolate, but that has caffeine in it. Actually, I might start humming to myself instead of reaching for the square of chocolate. So it might be replacing something that you're doing already with something that will stimulate the vagus nerve. To help you experiment with what works and to habituate those techniques, you might like to work with a coach or at least to start writing down your plans and intentions so that you remember to take the actions regularly and to stay accountable to yourself. So that's it for today, a bit of a shorter episode. We discussed some of the research into vagus nerve stimulation, which is a key part of your nervous system that promotes homeostasis of metabolism, neuroendocrine function and immune function. We talked about VNS as a promising treatment for various neurological, mental health and physical health concerns, including inflammation. It's really exciting to see the potential. And you can try this at home or with your clients. We talked about six ways to practice VNS, vagus nerve stimulation, in the privacy of your own home to calm down the nervous system and reduce uncomfortable symptoms of anxiety, panic or stress. So they can include longer deep breaths with longer exhales, splashing your face with cold water, singing, humming or laughing, coughing or gargling, dancing or doing meditation and yoga. Okay, maybe you'd like to do a before and after. Do something like that regularly for a few weeks and see how things change. I'm doing this experiment myself shortly. I'm going to keep you posted on what happens for me and I'm recording some biometrics along the way to see how they change as a result of me doing these experiments. Look forward to seeing you next time. I'm going to be talking about something addictive. (laughs) I hope to see you soon. Have a great week and bye for now.